Amen. You may be seated. What a, a joy and pleasure it is that we get to share good news back to God. <laughs> that, that simply the songs on our lips as they reflect truly our heart is uh, pleasing to God's ears. We, we not only get to receive that good news, share it with one another, but then sing it back to God. What what a pleasure um, is is ours. The uh, we're in a series where we're exploring, we're learning a new language, sort of a Berlitz class, if you will. Our our common language. Uh, we're re- refreshing our common language in Jesus. Um, walking through between Christmas and Easter, just walking through Luke. And walking with Jesus, the one that we love, the one that we desire to follow, the one that we desire to give ourselves to, the one who lived, died, was raised, and is coming back for us. And He and He alone um, is what uh, binds us together. Um, He and He alone, nothing else binds us together. As as we've said, in, in Jesus indeed Water is thicker than blood. The waters of baptism are thicker even than blood because those bonds are eternal in, in Him. And so it's a way of celebrating. Celebrating uh, for us a, a church without walls but that has a solid foundation. And the way indeed that we celebrate that we are connected in Him, no matter what our differences are. Today, we're going to look in Luke chapter 4. We're going to look at the, and our word for today is anointed. Last week it was beloved. Today is anointed. I invite you to turn with me to Luke chapter 4. We uh, will start with, uh, on page 8. 35, start with verse 16, and we'll um, read through verse 30. Let's uh, pray together. Dear gracious God, thank you for your written word. Thank you as it brings to us good news, a good news we receive and can share with others. And we pray now that you will prepare us. You will, in the power of your spirit residing in us, um, open uh, the, the eyes of our heart, the ears of our soul to, to hear from you so that you might indeed open our very hands and feet to, to do your bidding um, for the salvation of the world, for the, the joy that comes in, uh, in walking with you and following you in uh, enjoying you and one another. Meet us, uh, lead us, we, we give ourselves to you. We desire to, to set aside all of the things to truly, as we just sang, to yield unto you. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Luke chapter 4, starting with verse 14. Then Jesus, filled with the power of the Spirit, returned to Galilee... And a report about him spread through all the surrounding country. He began to teach in their synagogues and was praised by everyone. When he came to Nazareth, where he'd been brought up, he went to the synagogue on the Sabbath day, as was his custom. 
he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because He has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of all in the synagogue were fixed on him. Then he began to say to them, Today this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. All spoke well of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They said, Is not this Joseph's son? He said to them, Doubtless you will quote to me this proverb, Doctor, cure yourself. And you will say, Do here also in your hometown the things that we have heard you did at Capernaum. And he said, Truly I tell you, no prophet is accepted in the prophet's hometown. But the truth is, there were many widows in Israel in the time of Elijah, when the heaven was shut up three years and six months. And there was a severe famine all over the land. Yet Elijah was sent to none of them except to a widow at Zarephath in Sidon. There were also many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elisha, and none of them were cleansed except Naaman the Syrian. When they heard this, all in the synagogue were filled with rage. They got up, drove him out of town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town was built, so that they might hurl him off the cliff. But he passed through the midst of them and went on his way. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, you don't have to answer this question out loud, but just when I ask it, what's the first answer that pops into your mind? Just speak to yourself. But what was Jesus' last name? It's not what probably pops into most of our minds. His last name was not Christ. His last name was probably something like Joseph's son. Or the carpenter's son. Or Jesus of Nazareth. Or Jesus who had a really crazy birth story. Well, who knows what his last name was. But Christ is not his last name. Christ is his title. And you know that Christ means anointed. Christ, the Christ, is the anointed one. And so in this passage, what we're told is, is Jesus' ordination sermon, in a sense. On this day that we ordain and install new officers. This is Jesus' ordination service. This is His ordination sermon and His ordination text. And He is reading this text from Isaiah saying that this text is now fulfilled in Him. And in all of His hearers, they would have understood for Jesus to be the anointed one is for him to say that he is the Messiah, that he is the Christ, that he is the one sent from God, that he is God himself in the flesh. Christos was a secular term even, or, or creo was a secular term used for anointing oil. We get creote 
You know, creosote, that, that oil, we get that term. The creo, the beginning, is that anointing oil. And so creo means oil. Well, Christos is the, the noun form to say the anointed one. And actually, it's sort of funny to, to read about it some in, in, in missionaries when they use the term to be you know, anointed with oil, to be covered with oil. It's sort of a, it's a rare thing. It, it's sort of just, just in some cultures that being anointed with oil is, is a good thing. In other cultures, being anointed with oil means you're getting prepared to be set on fire, which is not a good thing. Unless maybe it's being set on fire for God in a metaphorical way. But throughout the Psalms, throughout the prophets, we're told of one that is going to be anointed. Um, throughout uh, in Genesis and Exodus, as Moses is, is making the temple, you know, bringing the altar, all the instruments that are going to be used in the worship of God, those elements are covered with oil. They're anointed. They are set aside, set up for a particular purpose. The king was anointed. The priests were anointed. But now Jesus is saying before the hearing of the synagogue that he not only is anointed, but is the anointed one. To have that oil poured upon the priest and the king was a symbol of God's appointment to a task. It wasn't just a sign of saying you had the gift, but it was the one that you had the gift and here's how you're going to use it. So Jesus is making clear that, that God has anointed him, has filled him, has saturated him so that he can accomplish this task of rescuing the world from evil. Rescuing us from evil. It's a way that that God, through the words of Isaiah, read by Jesus, is saying, Jesus is the chosen one. He is qualified. He's passed the bar. He's licensed. He's prepared. He is approved. He is the one. We're we're about to start up a new... uh, edition of American Idol. Any of you watch that show, you know, American Idol, where folks just come in, line up, bunches of folks line up for their audition before a, a panel of like three judges and just folks off the streets and, and it, with the hope of eventually getting on television and being voted the newest American Idol. I love the scenes where the the contestants are burst out of the, the, the room in which they sing for the judges. And you, you know by the look on their face when they've got a yellow sheet of paper and they come jumping out of there and say, I'm going to Hollywood. I've got it. I'm approved. I'm licensed. I'm the one. And you regularly will hear the judges say, you know, you've got the gift. That's, this is Jesus' way of saying, not I'm going to Hollywood, but I'm going to Calvary. I'm going to secure the salvation of the world, the rescue of the world from evil. I am the one that am qualified 
that have been licensed, prepared, approved. What Jesus says, God says. What Jesus does, God does. He's been licensed and qualified and approved, appointed, anointed for this particular task. That then he outlines for us. To give sight to the blind, release of the captives, freedom to those that are oppressed, to announce and proclaim and live and share with all the year of God's favor. To bring good news to all that will encounter Him. Whoever crosses paths, He will offer them the good news of God. That He's taken that white shirt that's all stained and He has taken it on Himself and given us His that is cleansed. We are rescued from evil within ourselves. We are rescued from the evil of the world. We are rescued from the evil of the devil himself. Jesus has been anointed, qualified, filled, and saturated so as to accomplish this task. To bring that good news. In the same way, Just as in the same way that Jesus was beloved, if we are clothed in Him, we are beloved by God. In the same way, we are anointed. Just like Jesus. We are anointed. We are qualified. We have been licensed. We have the stamp of approval of God if we are in Jesus. We are anointed for a task, for His task, in exactly the same way. Turn with me, if you'd like, to 2 Corinthians verse 1, or chapter 1, verse 21. It's on page 938. 2 Corinthians 1, 21 and 22. Listen to this. Now Paul's talking about us. But it is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us by putting His seal on us and giving us His Spirit in our hearts as a first installment. If we are in Jesus Christ, if we are clothed in Christ, then the Holy Spirit of God resides in us. We are anointed with the same Spirit that anointed Jesus. The Spirit of God has anointed everyone who is in Christ. Anointed us to the same task. If you want to hear it again, you can turn to 1 John chapter 2, verse 20. It's on 990 in your pew Bible. 1 John... 2.20 But you have been anointed by the Holy One and all of you have knowledge. We have been anointed. We have been chosen. We have been picked, qualified, given what we need for the task that God has for us in the same way that Jesus was anointed. That Spirit is within us who enlightens our mind to be able to understand and receive the essence of this good news. We 
in the same place as Jesus, anointed for a task, ordained and installed to be the church, to be the good news of Jesus, His representatives in the world. In a little bit, we'll ordain and install those that have been anointed and chosen for this particular time to be leaders in the church. But all of us in Christ have been ordained and installed to be the representatives of Jesus in the world, to do the same things that Jesus is doing. Can you believe that? That's outlandish. That's crazy, isn't it? That we, as Jesus followers, are anointed for the same task to give sight to the blind. To bring release to those that are oppressed. To tell the captives you're free to share God's good news. That is what every one of us in Christ have been anointed to do. To serve. That's what we'll pray in a minute. To serve as, as a church without walls where we're seeking to serve like Jesus. That's what we get to do, whether it's through Feast of Love, whether it's through Whiz Kids or Treehouse tutoring programs, whether it's through listening, counseling, uh, healing prayer, theophostic prayer, whether it's through the Interfaith Hospitality Network. They just started this last week, the first week in, in College Hill that we participate with churches throughout the area where churches come together and, and welcome Welcome families that are homeless. You think that's good news? You think that is good news to a family this week who would have been homeless? That a church and church people said, Hey, come spend the night here. We'll fix you dinner. We'll fix you breakfast. Don't you think that that was good news? That, 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 that some of the folks from this church and other churches in the community... We're going to do that four times this year. Jan Osborne, Jan Shire leading that particular ministry. What a specific way. that You think those families, that, that mom that had two little boys, don't you think she felt that it was the, day, the year of the Lord's favor? When it, the wind chill got below zero? That's what we're about. That's what we are anointed to do in the same way as Jesus. Isn't that good news? And get this. Get this now. If none of this has blown your mind, then this better, or you might want to check your pulse. We're going to do greater things than Jesus. That's what Jesus said. John 14, 12. Very truly, I tell you, the one who believes in me will also do the works that I do and in fact will do greater works than these because I am going to the Father. That's what we get to be about. The work that Jesus does and even greater stuff. We are anointed like Jesus anointed and Jesus is sent and being anointed is being sent out. And we are sent out just like Jesus. Again, John 17, 18. As you, Jesus, if you, Jesus praying, as you, Father, have sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. We are anointed just like Jesus. We 
get to share the, the year of the Lord's favor with others. The good news. A sight to the blind and release and, to, and freedom to the captives who were oppressed physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, however it is. Each one of you we, 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 if I'd been thinking about it and been more aware of, of things, I'd given all of you a, a yellow sheet of paper. Not saying you're going to Calvary, but you're going into the world. And we should be running out of here just like all those people running out who are going to Hollywood and American Idol. I'm going to the world. I've got the gift. You got it. We've got it. And now we get to share it with others. Now, you know, in American Idol, when those folks uh, go to Hollywood, they don't just sing like they've been singing. They, they, they have the gift, but that gift has continued to be trained and developed. It's, it's continued to be practiced. And, and the same with us. And, and that's going to be one of our real focuses this, this winter and spring. How do we literally share good news with others? How do we speak... And live in such a way to share this good news. We're, we're going to work a lot with Doug Pollock. Uh, some of you know him. Actually, he and his wife were married here you know, a number of years ago. He's now the director of Athletes in Action, which is a, a ministry towards athletes, hence the name. And actually, he's going to be preaching here the beginning of February, just before he spends most of February up in Canada, leading their ministry at the Winter Olympics. And he's going to come back in April to, to continue to, to talk with us about how, as he puts it, how do we publicly cherish Jesus? How do we publicly cherish Jesus? How do we, in our language, celebrate Jesus publicly? Each one of us in Christ are beloved we, have, we, are in this, we are clothed in Christ, and so God's word to Jesus, as we talked about last week, we are beloved. And each of us in Christ are anointed. We have been set apart, saturated with the Spirit for a task of sharing this good news. Now, we all do it in different ways and in different places, and I think that's part of what Jesus was saying, that we do greater things than Jesus But I want you to know, though, it's not all just peaches and cream. If you, you looked at the rest of the passage, what, what Jesus encountered was both reception and also rejection. See, what, what had happened, this is, a good, this is a good correction, a good reminder here of being anointed, of, of really living out that we are anointed and chosen and God's beloved. It, it's sort of easy to just sort of stay there. You know, just, hey, I'm going to hang right here and just take it all in and enjoy it. And, and the problem is we get in bondage to that. That's what happened to Israel. They were in bondage to that idea that they were the chosen ones. And Jesus, in a sense, came as sort of an intervention towards them. Because they were stuck on being anointed. And Jesus said, no, don't you realize since the beginning of time, you have been anointed in order to carry a task to the world. You have been blessed to be a blessing. 
And Jesus had to break them out of that self-focused living. It's really easy to get self-focused, especially when the economic times are troubled, when a lot of change is going on, when our bodies are falling apart, you know, it's when things aren't going... But we don't know anything about those things. So we wouldn't, wouldn't be our problem. wouldn't be a temptation that we might fall in of circling the wagons and just sort of living in our own anointed instead of breaking out the walls. Jesus went to tell them it was good news, but they couldn't receive it. Some can, some can't. We might even be surprised. We might even be surprised of those that can't receive it, and even more surprised of those who are ready to receive it, who we'd never thought. We, friends, have the gift. We're going into the world. The walls have been torn down. We've got the okay. We've got the certificate, the approval. The anointing power of God is upon us, just like it was upon Jesus. Let's take that good news wherever we go. Amen.